again, like, it's like the more members a club has, the more successful it is, and I want the co-op to stay in business forever, so. I feel like, honestly, the co-op was part of the reason why I felt comfortable, like, moving to the area. Like, I feel like it's a really big asset to live in such a beautiful rural community and still have access to um, great food and produce and, like, supermarket goods um, that are being delivered through a community institution, so. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. I'm your host, Anastasia, and I can't wait for you to hear what we have in store for you today. I think of this episode as another Back to the Basics of Co-ops episode. You've heard us mention now time and time again the seven cooperative principles. They're worth mentioning all of the time because they are truly a guiding force in what we do at the Littleton Food Co-op and co-ops around the world. On this episode, we're taking a look at co-op principle number one, open and voluntary membership. Our members have been there for us since the beginning and continue to be the heart and soul of everything we do. But what does it actually mean to be a member? And what's with this whole open and voluntary part? Whether you're a member or not, I think you'll learn something new in this episode. Our featured guest today is Becky Colpitz, Community Outreach Coordinator here at the Littleton Food Co-op. I sat down with Becky to truly dissect what membership means and what you get from being a member. But if that's not enough, we'll hear from some other perspectives about what membership means to them. In fact, let's start that now. Stick around for another great episode of That's Rad. When thinking about membership, it really only made sense to talk to a member of the co-op. Wow, what an idea. To get the true member's perspective, I'm joined by co-op member Christine. Thank you so much for coming on That's Rad, Christine. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. So to start off, do you mind telling us just a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. My name is uh, Christine Kelly. I'm 31. I'm a resident of Bethlehem, New Hampshire, and um, I work over at the Colonial Theater. Um, and I have two dogs. I am obsessed with the Colonial, as many of our members also are. I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot of crossover between co-op members and Colonial members. Yeah, I feel like anytime I'm in the co-op, it's a stewarding opportunity for Colonial members as well. The two communities really seem to overlap. Yeah, and I've definitely gone to events at the Colonial, and I'm kind of like branded as the co-op girl, which is not, which is not a bad thing to be. <laughs> so when did you become a member of the co-op? Uh, I became a member of the co-op in May of 2019, and I know that specifically because it's when I moved to the area. So were you a shopper before you were a member? <laughs> um, 
Like, kind of. I'd been um, in the Littleton, Bethlehem area a few times visiting friends um, a couple of years ago, and it was more, less of, like, me grocery shopping for myself in a concerted way and more me, like, raiding the bulk treat section before hikes, that kind of thing. Um, So I had been to the co-op before I became a member, but I pretty much joined as soon as I moved. I think that's a pretty common experience. Um, in the store and in the bulk department is just let's get all of the treats. Um, yeah. So then, what what was it that immediately upon moving made you be like, oh, I have to become a member of this co-op? Like, did you have prior co-op knowledge or experience or? Not definitely not prior co-op knowledge. I think I've always like appreciated them, but never felt such a sense of like place in my community that I became part of one because um, I'd moved around a bit and lived in larger cities. Um, but really, like, honestly, the co-op was part of the reason why I felt comfortable, like, moving to the area. Like, I feel like it's a really big asset to live in such a beautiful rural community and still have access to great food and produce and, like, supermarket goods um, that are being delivered through a community institution. So it like made me feel good about living here. It was one of the things that made me feel good about living here. (laughs) So um, I knew, I knew I was going to join when I moved. (laughs) That's so nice to hear. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Yeah, me too. You know? (laughs) So in this past year or so, um, what has been the best part about being a member of the co-op? Well, the member discount days are pretty rad, so that's sweet. Um, But outside of that, I really feel like it's pretty participatory. Like, I I love that members get to vote on board member elections. I love being involved in the selection of the community partners roundup initiative that you guys do. Um, I don't know. It just just feels good to be there. Like, I'm, like, happy to say my little member number at the checkout line, even though I still almost forget every time. But one day I'll get there. You have a lot of things in life to remember. Like, you don't have (laughs) to remember your number. That's what I always say. Uh, But it is kind of a little prideful thing. I totally feel the same way. You're like, yeah, this is my number. Yeah. But I like that you did touch upon how there is like that um, financial benefit side of things and then also the more abstract um, community sense of a benefit. So then what would you say to anyone listening who is maybe on the fence about membership or maybe they're about to be in the same situation that you were about moving to the area and they want to know what's the deal? So what do you say to someone who's considering membership? I would say do it. Just do it. It feels really good when you walk in there knowing that not only are you benefiting from the co-op being available to you, but you are helping support it and sustain it. Yeah. Just got to – you have to support community institutions and organizations. That's how I feel because otherwise we can – take them for granted. Plus, it's fun. I'm telling you, those member days, you get samples for stuff, maybe not so much during the pandemic, but you get great deals. <laughs> so why not? 
Now I just want a sample of, like, anything. I, I just want That's someone tough. to hand me something in a tiny cup. Yeah. <laughs> Probably but, cheese but, for me. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> cheese is, like, an underlying theme of this podcast. Like, sorry <laughs> to every other food group. Um, but, no, that was – I mean, if I wasn't already a member, I think what you said, but also just the immediacy – is that a word? I don't know. Just how immediately yeah. you came out and you were like, do it. That, yeah. that would just definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. I feel I've had a great time being a member. Everybody, hop on. If you can remember back to episode two, you'll recall that every new employee goes through an extensive training and orientation program at the co-op to arm them with the tools needed to give you the best customer service possible. That includes a membership training session run by Becky Colpitz, Community Outreach Coordinator. I sat in on part of Becky's latest training and then caught up with her afterwards to hear more. There used to be stores that that would sell, it was almost like a general store that would sell a variety of items and sometimes they had candy counters and lunch counters and they were called five and dime because when it first started, most of the things were a nickel and a dime, but um, not so much anymore. <laughs> so yeah, we don't have any more around here. I think there was one downtown St. Johnsbury. I've heard that, you know, St. downtown St. Johnsbury in the day, you know, back in the, even the 60s and 70s was quite a, um, it was a place to go on a Friday night. They had a lot of stores and restaurants and it was quite active. So then we get patronage rebates as a members on profitable years. This has to be voted on by our board of directors. So on profitable years, like, like, we didn't get patronage rebates for a long time after the store opened because we were paying down a huge debt that, that we incurred building the store. And then we've gotten, I think it was 2013, 2014, around in there, we got a patronage rebate. And then they started to save up for expansion. And they just got done with the expansion and we had one patronage rebate so far last year. And patronage rebates, are calculated on how much that member, that membership, has bought in the store. So if you've bought a lot of stuff in the store, you'll get a bigger check than if you just bought, you know, a little bit, you know, a sandwich or two. You know. Might not get any if you only buy one sandwich or, you know, a penny or something. But um, the more you buy, the bigger your patronage rebate is. And it's by your membership. Doesn't matter if that member has, when, when this first started, there were members who bought many, many, many shares in order to get capital together to build the co-op. But they only, they still only have one vote and they have a patronage check, just like everybody else, and it is calculated on how much they used that co-op in the previous year. And they wanted to come up with a three-word phrase so that if they have a long line, they can quickly tell um, a potential, a person that's asking about membership about it. And they came up with local, 
hybrid, and friendly. Why do you think it's local? Because the local farms are, and there's also a local other items that are sold in the store. Yep, exactly. Hybrid also means that we have conventional products here. You can say you have more of a choice here with the variety of products and what you might want. And yes, we have been voted as the friendliest store a couple of years ago. We were the friendliest store in the North Country. Yeah, everyone seems to have a really good attitude. I mean, just working with them too. But good. I noticed that as far as um, like like when I just walk around the store and I go on break or something like that, everybody's super friendly with the customers. No one's ever in a mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, kind of quiet and weird and all that stuff. Yeah. our staff, you know, to, to be treated well. First, we want them to be treated well within each other, you know, and, and with the staff relationship. Yeah. And, and we also, you know, we don't want to force that friendliness. We want to create a culture of friendliness here where we're friendly with each other, we're friendly to the customers, we feel good, so we feel good that goes out to our customers and people notice. Like that training video we saw. Yes, I know. It's my favorite on the co-op <laughs> I've watched sometimes. I've been known to sit down and watch it. Like, those shows of your training. It's like, oh, it's my favorite video. I know. guest for this episode is someone who's been referenced by so many other guests. It, it feels like she's already been on the show, but surprisingly she has not. Uh, please help me welcome Becky Colpitz to her first time on the podcast. Becky, thank you so much for being here and for starting that jovial round of applause for yourself. I much appreciate it and much appreciate your time today. Well, thank you, Anastasia, for asking me to be here. I appreciate too. I appreciate you. It's funny because taking like all of the people who had said your name before, I was kind of like, should we just do like a Becky episode, just like about <laughs> Becky? This... No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say we're not doing that today, <laughs> but you were the perfect person to talk about membership with. So maybe if you could. Tell everyone else why I would say you're the perfect person to talk about membership with. Like, what makes you qualified to talk about this today? Well, I guess I'm qualified about it because it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also community outreach and the membership coordinator. I take care of, um, I get everyone's applications. I take care of the data. But I also train the employees about our membership and what it means to be a member and what to think about being a member. And I do a lot of talking about membership. I do our membership drives when we have them. So what do you do outside of being a membership coordinator and community outreach coordinator? So the first thing you need to know, I've always been sort of a co-op geek, or at least for a really long time when I learned about co-ops because I think it's such a 
an awesome business model that just can really transform the world, has transformed the world in many ways already. But other than that, I live on a small homestead in Monroe. We have large gardens that we tend every year and then we can and freeze. And so we pretty much have most of our own food year round, which takes a lot of work and it's not just me doing it. I'm the dreamer, um, but, <laughs> but I'm also a little bit of a worker. A but little bit of a doer. A little bit of, you have to be a little bit of a doer. Yes, you do. Um, and my family definitely contributes to that. I have three grown sons, but I am very fortunate and they like to come home and work in the garden. One son, my oldest son, does a lot in our garden. And then of course my husband. And we also have sheep and chickens so we have our own meat and eggs and we raise two pigs in the summer and we also have you know chickens that we raise for meat in the summer so yeah oh and i like to knit and i'm almost i'm almost done with my very first sweater which is really <gasps> scary because i had to get to a point where i didn't know what to do and through the magic of youtube i now know how to make a seam so, yes <laughs> So like, do you ever sleep? Yes. Yeah? Good. That's like one of my favorite things. Oh, good. <laughs> so getting right down to it, we throw this word member around so much. Like just walking through the store, you're gonna hear cashiers asking people if they're members. You're gonna hear people talking about member discounts and all of that. But let's break down what it actually means to be a member because being a member at a co-op means something different than being a member of a gym or a member of a sorority or a member of something else. So what does it mean when you're a member? So you can be a partial member. You can buy a share for $25 and that's a partial membership. Or you can work your way up to a full membership, which is $100. We call them member owners because all of our members are owners of the co-op too. Not owner in the sense like, you know, you're going to, you know, be able to take a piece of the pie for the co-op and, you know, whatever. But all of us together actually help steer the co-op in what we want to do. So being a member really is securing for the next generation this type of model where a community owns a business where in a broader sense all together they can decide what kind of store what they need what they're what they would like you know not every single item but what kind of a store it might be how it fulfills their needs they can also on a broader sense as far as um, the board is concerned because you elect the board they really look at the broader scope of what our co-op can do in our community and what are the values that we are focused on. We're focused very much here on food, but not just food in the store, but food systems and farmers and local and creating a, a thriving economy here in our community. We also have a value of sustainability and being gentle to the earth and taking care of our planet. So those kind of steering actions are community through electing a board and the board taking those values and making them to actionable steps makes a huge impact on our community. Plus partial members and full members can also vote for our partner of the month 
And last year that meant $67,000 were circulated in our community to our nonprofits. That's a huge impact that we make here at the Littleton Food Co-op. So by being a member means you're being an owner of the store and you're, you're helping make that impact on the co-op and then also on the community at large through the co-op. Correct. And I actually wanted to kind of rebuttal some of your points when you said you, get, you don't get a piece of the pie, but don't you? You do get a piece of the pie, but it's not the same as a corporate model where the more shares you have, the more money you get. Mm. So on profitable years where we have an excess of money, the board votes on a patronage rebate. And so if you are um, a member, you get some of the money back. And it depends on how much you've actually used the co-op and bought at the co-op in the previous year where the money's coming back from. So that's quite different than a corporate model where if you had, you know, 10, 20, 100 shares, you would get, you know, a lot more. No, one member, one vote, one membership, and the patronage rebate is calculated the same way for everyone. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. I think that makes a huge difference. Now, just to set the record completely straight here, do you have to be a member to shop at the co-op? Absolutely not. Everyone is welcome at the co-op. Anybody can come in and shop. Even these annoying birds that keep squeaking around. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a bird in the co-op, have we? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, sometimes birds fly in like in an open door. You know, they would have to be pretty fast though with our automatic doors, but you know. Yeah. We've and, got some stealthy birds around here. And they would have to be wearing a mask, obviously. They would have to be married. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they would right now, <laughs> or they're going to be asked to leave. Yes. <laughs> so on the vein of patronage rebates, there's a whole long list of the more quantitative benefits you get from membership, like the patronage rebates, discounts, all of that stuff. But what I want to talk to you about is the more intangible benefits of membership so moving beyond discounts and the like what would you say in your heart becky that <laughs> what what does membership get you it gets you the opportunity to be part of an awesome community that is affecting our whole community in many 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 beneficial ways it's affecting our community not only with our nonprofits and monetarily but getting out the education on on different topics that are concerned to our membership like like food systems and like what in the heck are we going to do if if there's another pandemic and and we don't have distribution how can we uh, be resilient here in our community how can we keep our store alive and pass it on to generation on generation on generation. I want a co-op for my kids. I want them to have a say in what their, what kind of store and what kind of place they are consuming from. Mm. Some place that where the money is going back into the community right here, right here in their local community. I think just, just off of the word community that you have been saying, I think in another sense, it, helps you help your community, but it also like gives you a community 
yourself in it, the membership. It gives you a feel-good, warm, fuzzy feeling right down in your heart. You know, because you're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for everyone. And when everyone shines, not only you shine, everyone else shines, and the world becomes a better place. Ah, oh, beautiful. And you said something earlier that triggered this thought of, you said the phrase, everyone welcome, which isn't exclusively used by co-ops, but it, it's something you hear a lot. So can you tell us more about how our co-op embraces this idea of everyone welcome? So everyone is welcome to shop at the co-op. You don't have to be a member. Some of the ways that we as a co-op embrace that idea and we really want to have hear everyone's voices. We want to make sure that our food is is available to everyone in our community. So we have programs in place that will help that. We're always looking for ways that we can get the people that we might not have on our radar, looking on ways to, to find them, to reach out to them, to, uh, yeah, to outreach to them. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the social justice initiatives that you have been a part of recently? So after this summer and the murder of George Floyd, of course that, that really sort of swept our nation. Seven members of our board and myself and the general manager took a, um, it was called the Abolitionist Challenge. An abolitionist back in the 18 and early 1900s supported freeing the slaves. Actually, it's the roots of our co-op. Actually, co-ops, because of this model, once the slaves were freed, that was a way that many of them could start their own businesses, was by cooperating together and creating a business that would benefit them and benefit their wider community. So we started learning about that. And still, this is an ongoing, what I've learned from the diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Actually, we call it JEDI work, which is justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. This, it's, it's not a, let's hurry up and get it done. This is a lifelong type of, it's, it's changing your, the way you look at the world and changing things that you might not even be aware that you are doing that has created the system of oppression. And there are still people who feel oppressed, who don't have the same privileges as everyone else. And as a co-op, we, we want everyone to feel included. We want everyone welcome. We want everyone at our table. <laughs> and you hinted at this earlier, but in terms of making membership more accessible, you're also in charge of our Healthy Food Access Program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, our Healthy Food Access Program is a way for members to get 10% off of their groceries. There's a few exceptions like alcohol, and things like that. However, if you're in a really financially challenging situation, you need one share to become a member. And because we're a community that care about each other, we have a healthy food access fund. So you can get that one share and start saving that 10%. The first time you shop, 
You do need documentation. There's a list of documentation at the service desk and online. It's just showing that you're, you know, a SNAP participant or that you are on fuel assistance or a veteran with a disability or are in disability compensation. All that is, is a way to take advantage of this program. And if you're a SNAP participant, because our co-op is so concerned about making sure that our food is available to the widest amount of people, you can get Granite State Market Match, which is doubles your bucks for your, your fruits and vegetables and seeds and seedlings and herbs, if we have those in the co-op. It's, it's just a great way. You do have to say Market Match when you come to the cashier. Let them know ahead of time before you check out, and that hopefully will help you a lot to get healthy food into your body. And you don't even have to be a member to take part in Market Match, correct? Correct. That's a great program. Thank you for sharing that. So ending on a more personal note, were you a member of this co-op before you started working here? And if so, what made you personally want to become a member? So uh, my husband and I became members back when it first started. Actually, I think it was before it first started. My husband was working here in Littleton, heard that a co-op was coming in town. We were all excited. So that's when we became a, a member. Interestingly enough, though, and I didn't learn this until I started working here, I found out that we only had one share. So now we are proudly full voting members. Only one of us gets to vote, though. <laughs> we both can't vote. However, you know, we talk about it and come to, come to, you know, an agreement between us who's the best person to vote for for the board. And eventually, we're going to get two memberships, and that way we can both vote. That sounds like a fair way to do it. So is there anything else you want to make sure people know about being a member of the Littleton Food Co-op before this episode is over? I'd say... Please come, please join, please always shop, but join and make your voice heard. Let me know what's on your mind. My email address is on our website. You can call me, you can stop me in the store. I've got long red hair, so, and I'm short, so, and loud, so. <laughs> so, you know, you get the gist, just Make your voice heard. I'm always open to hearing what you have to think of the co-op. Before choosing the featured product of the week for this episode, I did some reflection on our past choices and realized we had a lot of representation from the grocery department. While grocery is the largest department, in the spirit of diverse experiences, I intentionally branched out to another department. So, this week, I'm excited to share with you one of my favorite products from the bulk department. Milk chocolate maple bourbon pecans, or pecans. Let us know, how do you say it? Marketing at littletonfoodcoop.org. Anyways, these milk chocolate maple bourbon pecans. I feel like that name alone needs a couple of seconds to be taken in. You can find them on the furthest wall of the bulk department with all of their other sweeter offerings. Like many other fun snacks in the bulk department, 
these come pre-bagged, making them a great grab-and-go item. These little guys are not as salty as some of the other chocolate-covered nuts, but in spite of, or maybe because of that, it's way too easy for a bag to disappear in no time. Personally, I love using them as topping to a big bowl of vanilla bean ice cream. Come on, Chip. Speaking of ice cream... Let's get Chip in here. Chippy, let's go, bud. Chocolate Chip. I just love that his name is Chocolate Chip. I know, here he comes. Chocolate Chip. I know, I don't... I mostly call him Chippy. Okay, almost ready. Okay, ready when you are, Anastasia. Okay. Okay. Hi, Christina. Hi, Anastasia. When did you become a member of the co-op? Oh, let's see. I don't remember the exact date, um, but before I moved here from San Francisco, I heard about the co-op, and I was excited to get involved. But And then I started working there. So I, <laughs> so I think sometime in 2016, I became a full member. Okay, but you had you had heard about co-ops, and it sounds like you'd even heard about this co-op before you became a member. Yes, I actually went to school at the University of Vermont, and they have, I think, one of the busiest co-ops by, like, square feet in the country. Um, and so I used to shop there when I was in college. So I knew a little bit about co-ops, and then when I was moving to the area, I kind of Googled what local businesses were around, and I thought the co-op was really great. Nice. So then what made you decide to take the step from becoming, you know, just a shopper or just someone interested in co-ops to becoming a member? Oh, good question. Um, well, I might be a little biased on this answer because I was actually a co-op employee at the time. And so it was part of my job to tell people about the perks of being a co-op member. Uh, so it kind of just made sense for me to also become a member uh, but um, even before I became an employee, I knew that I wanted to be part of the co-op and contribute um, as a member in some way. And so owning shares was a, just felt like the right thing to do. Um, I also buy a lot of bulk, so I really like the case discounts, and so that's a big plus for me. Um, but then again, like, it's like the more members a co-op has, the more successful it is, and I want the co-op to stay in business forever. So I feel the same way about working here and talking so much about it whenever I'm not on the clock I'm still talking so positively about it that I'm like am I like actually working right now like am I like what is happening <laughs> to my brain I just think about the co-op all the time as you know well I think I well because I think it's just they're actually like the co-op is actually a business that is like for the community and works hard to be a really good partner in the community, you know, and make really good decisions. I mean, also run as a profitable business, but it's also, you know, not trying to take over the world. And well, well, well maybe uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, they, they, you know, they care about the community and they give back a lot and it's like wonderful jobs and all that. So I think it, it was easy, at least when I was an employee to, talk all about it and I didn't feel like you know I was selling something I didn't believe in um so it makes sense that you still talk about it even when you're not at work exactly 
So then you mentioned something about case deals, but just talking again about membership, what do you say is the best part about being a member of the co-op? I don't know. I think it's just, you know, like feeling proud to be part of it because I, I think the co-op is such a success story in the community. Um, you know, uh, my husband grew up here um, and his mom still lives in the area. And, you know, we come back and visit all the time. And, you know, she worked on a lot of economic development stuff. And, you know, we kind of talk about things. And she was like, there's a co-op coming to town. And, like, the community is actually the one starting it. It's not some outside group, you know, trying trying to do something. It's, you know, actual community members meeting and forming a co-op. And I just thought that was such a cool story. Um, so I think that's probably the coolest part is being able to say that I'm a member and tell people about the co-op and, you know, people who visit or, you know, tourists or people that, um, you know, family or friends that come to visit me. Like, I just enjoy taking them to the co-op and walking them around and, you know, showing them what a cool grocery store we have in our area. It's kind of ironic for not ironic, but it's a little humorous because I do the same thing with all of my friends who come to visit, and they're like, okay, what are we going to do today? You know, like, we're in the beautiful White Mountains. Like, do you want to go to a hike? Do you want to, like, explore downtown? I'm like, let's go to the grocery store, actually. Exactly. They're like, it's a one- yeah. <laughs> they're like, why? I'm like, don't worry. You'll see. And if you don't see, like, I'm sorry, but we're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's just a nice experience, and you know, at the end of a long day, you you want to be excited about going grocery shopping, and most people can't say that, but we can. Exactly. So, you mentioned that you were a co-op employee, but now you also own your own business. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, I sure do. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm still working on my elevator pitch, but I own a. Um, a small, tiny batch ice cream company, and we make hand-packed ice cream pines, half pines, and our most popular thing we make is ice cream sandwiches. Uh, we're really new, and we don't have a storefront, but we do online pre-ordering, and uh, we have pickup spots around town that people come and get their ice cream after I send an email out saying, we have ice cream, and then people order. Uh, so it's kind of a little roundabout, um, but it's still really new, and it's fun, and I, and I enjoy doing it. How has the co-op helped the Super Secret Ice Cream Club? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so much, actually. Um, well, they do have a business program. I think it's a 5% discount that you get on yep. all your purchases. Yep. Um, and that that's amazing. That's a huge help. Um, also, I, I tend to, when you're a small new business, um, it's really hard to have, like, distribution accounts. So, you know, if I want you know, a 25-pound bag of sprinkles, if you're an established business, you can open up an account and, like, people will deliver you your items in bulk. And so um, I'm still really small, and I'm just starting to get, kind of get those accounts. And so I rely on the co-op all the time when I'm, you know, working on a new recipe or if I ran out, like, my milk supplier ran out of milk, and I go to the co-op and I say, can you guys give me a – can I buy a huge case of – uh, you know, cream cheese, I did that recently, and everyone's just so helpful. Um, and so I kind of go there for, like, last-minute business stuff, but I'm in a pinch. 
and that's been it's just been so nice and everyone's so helpful or if there's like a hard to find item you know the department managers will like go into their office and look it up for me which is really nice and see if they can order it and get a better price than what I can get and so it's just been really really wonderful to be able to you know be working in the kitchen realize I forget something and run over to the co-op and have someone help me. That's great to hear. Um, so thank you so much, Christina, for sharing your co-op experience. Everyone, make sure to check out the Super Secret Ice Cream Club. Um, I would recommend it on Instagram at Super Secret Ice Cream. Um, but, Christina, I don't know if you want to plug it anywhere else. Oh, well, thank you. That's so kind. Um, well, the best way to hear about news and how they get ice cream right now is to sign up for our email list. And I haven't been on email in a little while, but I'll be making ice cream soon. And that's how I message everyone is I send out an email with directions on how to order. And so you can sign up on email list by going to our website, which is supersecreticecream.com. Inspired by what I've been talking about throughout this episode, I thought I'd share my own membership story. I started as an employee of the Littleton Food Co-op back in 2017. Fast forward a little and I became an actual member in 2019. Actually, the membership was a birthday present from my mom. Thanks, mom! I'm not usually one to have specific gifts I want in mind, but when the time came around once again, Membership was something I knew I wanted. By this point, I had been an employee for about two and a half years, sharing the benefits of membership with dozens of customers coming through my line. But this wasn't some scenario where I had brainwashed myself into believing what I was saying. I was actually seeing the impact of membership firsthand every day. I watched as farmers, producers, community members, and more came through the door and I thought about how all of their lives were changed by someone becoming a co-op member. As you've heard people talk about, once you do have your member number, you truly do wear it like a badge of honor. That is, if you can remember it. You can literally walk aisle by aisle like you own the place, because you do. It expands the beyond the walls of our individual co-op too. Membership is a great way to connect with other people in the community through a shared experience, a way to find community in a new place, and definitely a way to discover what's good and local wherever you're traveling. What's your membership story? It's not something you might think about a lot, or frankly ever, but it's still there. And if you're not a member yet, your story is just waiting to begin. Thank you all for listening to another episode of That's Rad. I had fun diving into co-op principle number one, open and voluntary membership. Talking to Becky and some of our members, it's clear that being a member brings a sense of fulfillment to a lot of people. And if you're thinking this was just one giant sales pitch, remember that membership is 100% voluntary. Listeners of this podcast are not required to be members. But I hope this episode made you think about co-op membership in a new light. I'd like to thank Becky Colpitz, as well as members Christine and Christina, for sharing their time and their unique perspectives on membership. Now, we want to hear your membership story. 
If you have a story, a question, a comment, or a product of the week suggestion, make sure to email us at marketing at littletoncoop.org. Or you can reach out on our social media pages. Our Instagram is at littleton underscore co-op. And our Facebook is Littleton Food Cooperative. Everyone, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, always remember to eat, sleep, and be rad. That's Rad is a production of the Littleton Food Co-op. Anastasia Marr directs and hosts. Jesse Smith and Annie Stewart produce. Becky Colpitz provides unrelenting positivity and moral support. The Littleton Food Co-op is Littleton, New Hampshire's community-owned grocery store. We put our money where your mouth wants to be. Local farms, of course. No membership is required to shop here. Come check us out sometime just off exit 41 at 43 Bethlehem Road in Littleton. Or if you're online, check us out at littletoncoop.com.